Oh no, you kids today are punks. <laughs> Sissified. <laughs> this right here, this is what makes you a man. Mm-hmm. This is all you need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Name that film, Brian. Oh, it's Friday. It is Friday. One of the one of the great fatherhood scenes of all time. It is. You win some, you lose some. You lose some, but you live. But you live. Live to fight another, fight another day. day. That's right. That's right. I am Mr. Jones. I am Debo. <laughs> and welcome to another episode of the Jigsaw Podcast. <laughs> we are your two friendly neighborhood Negroes here to talk about the difficulty of navigating the craziest puzzle piece ever created, and that is the Jigsaw life. But we also talk about all of the things, which are the perils, the praises, the productivity, and the pomp and circumstance of being black men in America. Brian, how are you, brother? Man, it's a great day to be black. Uh, I'm excited about just life. Mm-hmm. Life, 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 life. You think they was on drugs when they was recording that? Probably. Okay. <laughs> I don't think they recorded anything sober. I, record anything sober. I refuse to believe that they recorded anything sober. <laughs> but thank God for their addiction because, you know, they, okay. gave, us, they gave us some great songs. <laughs> oh, my life. Mm-hmm. I pray with someone like you. That's right. That's all right, bro. Keep on. Give me the give me the rest. Come on. Don't stop right there. Thank you. I finally found you. Do 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 do. All my life. I pray for someone like you. And, and I hope that you feel the same too. <laughs> yes. It's a good song. Casey and JoJo had a good they had a good career. Yeah. Yeah. Until they got too addicted and they started sounding like old deacons. <laughs> which yes. Just their career went south. It, it was bad. Fast. If you want to have seen an interesting concert though, go see Casey and JoJo live. Mm-mm. Um Mm-mm. it's it's Casey is something in concert. Casey Jojo. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember it was like his birthday. Mm-hmm. And um when they see them in concert, it was his birthday. And he was talking about how you know <laughs> I grew up church of God in Christ, you know, <laughs> holiness, <laughs> Bishop Mason and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Wait. He say, you know, and you know, uh we used to sing the, the gospel songs in the week or on the on Sundays. But then, then he started, you know, going into the R and B and then he started cussing and Rather that it was like I'm gonna get turned up tonight. It's my birthday. It was it was just funny. It was a great. God, it was a great God bless. God bless Casey and the JoJo. Um, mm-hmm. you're another year older officially. How you feel? Mm-hmm. I feel great. Okay. I'm alive. Mm-hmm. So we celebrated a little bit. We did. We had you mm-hmm. know a few people that um came by the crib, mm-hmm. and we had a great time. You mm-hmm. know, had some games and some fun. Mm-hmm. 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 So you enjoyed yourself? I did enjoy myself. Mm-hmm. Are we are we coming out of this thing of not celebrating ourselves? Are we evolving? Uh yeah. Um <laughs> I think the thing is I enjoy celebrating. I, I think I was telling somebody recently. Um, I am 
energy and intimacy is like extremely important to me. Okay. So it's the fact of I don't have to do anything big. Um, I just like to be around the people who I feel close to. Sure. Um, and I think the older I get, the more I realize is um like I don't have to have a big birthday party. I don't have to have I've never been that kind of person, but even older I get is just like as long as I'm around the few people who I'm like really close to, I really care about, really genuinely love, then to me that's that's um a great day. That's love. That's love. Cliff Franklin said, patience, patience, kind. <laughs> That's love. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying he hung him high and stretched him wide. No. <laughs> we're going a little bit more modern. <laughs> love, a word that comes and goes. Whew, glory mm-hmm. to God. The few people really know mm-hmm. what it means to really Love somebody. Yes. Love, though the tears may fade away. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad your love will stay. Mm-hmm. Cause I love you. That's what the choir came here. Mm-hmm. And you showed me. Jesus. So dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> what it really means. Okay, anyway, I got a song of the week. Yeah. But I'll, but going back to that, my birthday was great. I started yes. my birthday off with a workout with uh, you did with me. God, the man. How was it? I was. It was great. I, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed the time spending together as brothers because I, you know, I love you. Um, mm-hmm. but then also it felt good to work out again. I haven't worked out for real in a long time. So and I took it easy on you. Um, I guess that's what you call it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you call it. You know. Yeah, it was. Cool. It was a light day. It was a light day, light little lift, light little upper body day. Okay. That's what you say. <laughs> <laughs> For the person that works out three times a day. <laughs> Excuse me. Yo, I, I did Twice. Twice. <laughs> I did work out three times a day last week. <laughs> I was 31 color with me, too. I was hurting. Mm. But here I is. Here you in are. In some of the best shape of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to be, trying to have a warm boy summer. Mm-mm-mm. You can do it. Oh, so speaking of summertime, mm-hmm. I don't think we know we talked about the playoffs being over in terms of like our teams mm-hmm. um, being out of the out of the competition. But it seems like this thing is going downhill. Did I read somewhere? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, y'all be, when y'all talk about the sports in the group chat, I politely tune out. But <laughs> <laughs> they be going in. They be like, y'all know this is not my thing. Um, but I read somewhere. I think somewhere in there that the um, – What's my boy name? CP3. I just I enjoy his his swag, his presence. So I follow mm-hmm. him. And mm-hmm. um and then what's the other one? Somebody else's. He put uh, on COVID protocols, and then somebody uh, else is allegedly hurt. Kawhi. Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So how how do you think that changes this playoff picture? It changes it a lot. Hopefully, the Chris Paul thing won't be as bad as the Kawhi thing because Chris Paul, mm-hmm. depending on if he's had he had his vaccine, my understanding is. It may minimize the amount of time he needs to quarantine or be away from basketball. So what happened? Did he? Did somebody around him get got the COVID? Got the vid? I guess so. Um, he got around somebody who probably had the cootie juice. Um, mm. So okay, it's weird because Kawhi and CP3 kind of go hand in hand, right? In terms of if Kawhi Kawhi's injured, mm-hmm. so you know. I think that series is tied 2-2 versus Utah. Clippers versus Utah is 2-2. So what 
by Kawhi being injured that may potentially shorten the series that Kawhi is in, which will give Chris Paul a limited amount of time to be able to be quarantined and mm. play in the next series. Got so it. for Chris Paul's sake, it would be great for Kawhi not to be injured and they can potentially make that series longer, seven games, which means that Chris Paul probably wouldn't have to be out for that long. So that's how they kind of go hand in hand. Got you. Well, amen to the things. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, I, we'll we'll report back at the championships yeah, <laughs> when, somebody's, when, when somebody gets a ring because yeah. clearly people are disappointed all over the place. Okay. Yeah. Ready for a song of the week? I am ready. I got one. You know, I think it fits what we're talking about on today or just, you know, appropriate for this week. It goes a little something like this. It says, my name calling all night. I can put a wool okay. on a being polite. Like, Good one. Darling calling all night. I can be a fool when I'm being polite. Like, oh, me. Oh me, oh my, I know many women want to be in my life, like, oh me, oh me, oh my, why can't every woman end up being my wife, and even if she go away, 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 uh, I'm a classic man, uh, 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 you can be me when you look this clean, I'm a classic man. Uh, uh, calling on me like a young OG I'm a classic man mm. Your knees get met by the street Elegant old fashioned man Yeah baby I'm a classic man I burn through the hood like wool Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> When everybody feeling so cold I'm cool like Nat King Cole and niggas get a bit of my glow. I got charm like a leprechaun. Now you're with the wrong. Okay, that is Classic Man by Jay Dinner. He is a Nigerian American rapper. Is he a rapper or a singer? They categorize uh, him as a rapper. Like, what yeah, is I think he's a rapper, but he does have some songs, some songs. where he sings. Where is he these um, days? Brother Man. Um, I was saying the same thing. He had <laughs> that Classic Man was a good, it was a good moment. Um, but then he just disappeared. That moves. He had an album called uh, "85 to Africa" that came yeah. out after the Classic Man album, but that album ain't going nowhere. Yeah, it went '85 South, like mm-hmm. kept going, <laughs> kept going into the water. Yeah. All right, you ready to get into the show? I am ready. Let's do it and talk about some Black Excellence in the Bless Up Report. All right. Yeah. All right, we are here at the Bless Up Report where we talk about the great things that black folks do because black people are always doing great things. 366, 25, yeah. 8. Black people just being, are you okay over there? <laughs> <laughs> Every time you say the Bless Up Report, sometimes it takes me up because I realize how blessed I'm. I'm blessed in the Ooh. city, Brian. Blessed to be black. I'm blessed in the field. Mm. I'm blessed when I come and when I go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Down every stronghold. Sickness and poverty must cease. That's sickness and <laughs> When it comes to me, because <laughs> now the devil is defeated. Oh, don't you? I am hot. Don't you get me started? <laughs> we need interpretation now. You can't just speak without interpretation. <laughs> don't you get me started? Yeah, sometimes you say that blessing of poor, it, it ignites my spirit, man. Mm-hmm. And I think about my blackness and how God puts special favor on us and our melody. That's all. Did. And Black I just get blessed. caught up. Ooh. 
That that's a that's a t-shirt. Black is blessed. <laughs> Ooh, okay, who we highlighting this week, Brian? We are highlighting yes, an Atlanta-based company. Okay. okay. So Atlanta hasn't been the safest place, but this place is the safest place in all of Atlanta. Where is this place? This place is Effect Fitness and their founder, Kendrick Lucius. Keondrick. Keondrick. Excuse me. Keondrick. Keondrick. He's going to kill me. Strong Keondrick. black man. <laughs> Strong. Oh. Keondrick Lucius. Yeah, my God. And his nickname is Dooley. Mm. Strong, the strongest. He had a strong first name and last name and nickname. <laughs> and nickname. Just just strong. <laughs> uh, and he's strong in real life. Like, you know, all the things. Um, but if those who do not know, you've been living under a rock and you have not been following the movement that is Effect Fitness, let me give you a quick synopsis of what they do, right? So um, Effect Fitness is based in Atlanta, one of the greatest mm-hmm. cities in the world. Um, Effect Fitness is a fully black-owned gym defying all stereotypes. Um, just to let you know, when I first went there, I went to the parking lot, and I'm telling you, it was black excellence. I mean, Bentleys and Rolls Royces and uh, BMWs and um, all the, all the fine things, all of the finer things. We had um, natural hair. We had waves. We had just beautifully black folks in there working out. Let me get mm-hmm. back to what I was going to be talking about. But Effect Fitness is known for their high-energy boot camps. Effect is actually a full-service gym, so they offer an array of services from personal training, spin, yoga, and more. Um, Joshua, I know you frequent uh, Effect Fitness. Um, mm-hmm. Johnny, uh, a good friend of the podcast, uh, he frequents um, the spin class and just Effect Fitness in general. Mm-hmm. Um, we know a good amount of people who uh, frequent Effect Fitness. I know a friend of mine who actually lives in California, and she does the online um, – fitness training and all that kind of stuff too so effect fitness is great if you're looking for a lit experience combined with a guaranteed sweat uh, please do yourselves a favor what do you say that's an and a sweat to you oh a hot box sweat (laughs) um do yourselves a favor and join the folks over at effect and get paid Josh, is there anything you want to add to? Because you are, uh, you have a membership at the Effect Fitness. I do, so I do. I do the boot camp every Saturday, sometimes mm-hmm. during the week. I also train there with my trainer. It's 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 a to Brian's point. It is Black Excellence personified mm-hmm. in a gym. Um, they have their urban market, so people are selling the body creams and oh, the the fruit. The, the fruit, fruit the fresh fruit. Um, it was uh, you could have said it how you wanted to see it. <laughs> you know, I was about um, to say, <laughs> yeah. Um, like last week, that was you know the tissue and the, and the paper towel man was there, and literally Brian, mm-hmm. his his band said <laughs> the tissue man. <laughs> <laughs> but he opened that thing up and he had racks of tissue and paper towel. But I mean, it's just they just it's like what you would the culture you would get in like a mm-hmm. barbershop in terms of mm-hmm. like that entrepreneurial oh, yeah. spirit except for it ain't really bootleg these people are really mm-hmm. out here hustling doing oh yeah things. it's beautiful it's beautiful and then like you know they say black people are lazy they say we don't work out they say nope. we don't make money like when i go at 5 a.m bro that park what you saw on saturday that park will mm-hmm. be just as full for the 5 30 a.m boot camp mm-hmm. people are like in there working out getting ready for work and then when i even do the noon i last week i you know transition between jobs Mm-hmm. Uh, I got out of the new boot camp. About sixty percent of the room 
walked out, wiped themselves off of sweat, sat on the side of the sidewalk, pulled out those computers, and started responding mm. to emails. I it's just, it. it's just excellent. You know what I'm saying? All like the they're facts. they're meeting all the goals. This is why nobody ever wants to go back into the office because I can do. I saw a guy responding to a Slack message in the middle of boot camp. It's like wow. I'm going to work. <laughs> I'm going to oh, exercise. Yeah. I'm going to do all the things. But anyway, effect and it's and it's, it feels like family. Mm-hmm. And you get to know people, you see, and they push you. It's encouraging. Um, if you do the boot camp, it is not easy. It, is, it not. is not easy. I don't care how in shape you are. I don't care, you know, oh, I can kill that stuff. It is not easy. It's not easy. It is not easy. But yeah. I encourage everyone to meet me. Um, Saturdays, I go to the 10 a.m. boot camp, um, register in advance, get there early to get you a good spot. Oh, yeah, because it's, um, it's hard to get parking. And not, not, not in a bad way. It's the fact that I'm trying to say that it's. You can get parking, but it's the fact of it's a hot place to be in. It's like the place to be in Atlanta on a Saturday. Um, the best workout in Atlanta, probably the best workout in the United States. No, no lie. Probably so get there early. Yeah, and you get and like and it, it's over at eleven sharp, so you have time to still go home, shower, and have the rest of your Saturday to do whatever you need to do. So, and they have an eight a.m. if you really don't, you know, if you really want to get it out the way. So anyway. We want to shout out um, Dooley and and oh, yeah. the and the crew over there um, at Effect Fitness and bless up to y'all. Bless up, man. Appreciate bless y'all. Um, Joshua, the Billboard. Do we have some things that we, went on this week? We have things to talk about. So you know, if <laughs> if, if, if if you looked at the uh, today's title, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you probably could assume we're talking about fatherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, this is Black History, Black Music History Month, and we've mm-hmm. been talking about music. You know, like, it's been real fun, Brian, doing oh, the yeah. verses with you, we're doing the verses with you. It's, it's very, been real time. fun. We've been doing our thing and having the having the things. Um, but since we're talking about fatherhood. We're mm-hmm. not going to talk about music much, but I decided to kind of, if it's okay with you, my brother, to kind of okay. keep the billboard music focused. Oh, of course. So I, I dug throughout all of the trash and all of the things that was happening in pop culture, mm-hmm. and these are the things that I pulled down. Number one, okay. I wasn't going to say it, but I feel like I need to say it because mm-hmm. somebody died last week. But this week, God stayed the hand of death. I don't he know anybody the did. He mm-hmm. stayed the hand of death. He said, stop. In the name of love. That's what he said. <laughs> That's what he said. He loved us so much. That vibrato was, fr- was nice. <laughs> Wasn't it? It was, it was refreshed. Nice. <laughs> Before was you bring my heart. Stop. You, you remember that episode of Good Times when they sang that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Esther Roll was all off. She was like a second off beat on everything. It was so good. And she was singing baritone. She was like, stop. In the name Don't of do, love, <laughs> do Florida like before that. <laughs> you break my heart, <laughs> it was so bad. Uh, anyway, anyway, um, oh man, speaking of women in in, in entertainment, Tina Snow is back. Mm. Um, the self-proclaimed hottie, better known as Meg the Stallion, has returned uh-huh. from her hiatus. Uh, she took about a five to six week break. Um, which really didn't seem like a break because she said her management team was running her IG profile, but it wasn't her. So mm-hmm. she posted that all of her things were refreshed, her mental health, her um, her physical health, all the things were refreshed and she is back. And she she mm-hmm. teased us a little bit with a song that we didn't know was coming, but eventually it came out. It came out this past Friday and it's mm-hmm. called Thought. Fill in the blank. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and mm-hmm. in pure Meg fashion, there are booty, booty cheeks everywhere. And Rocking with this title... 
Um, oh, that's a that's a good 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 one. Uh, with his title, what exactly did you expect? Except booty cheeks everywhere. Um, it's Meg Thee Stallion, right? It's Meg Thee Stallion. But I will say that was a greater theme um, within mm-hmm. the the video. The video is more than just cheeks. Um, mm-hmm. It very loudly hints around um, hypocrisy and misogyny and censorship around the agency of women and their bodies. Brian, before mm-hmm. I you know kind of give my my um. My thoughts. Have you watched the video? I have watched the video. Okay. Do you have any immediate thoughts? Yes. Uh, yes. I loved how she pointed out the hypocrisy of it all. Okay. Yes. Um, you have the politicians who mm-hmm. are talking about how gross and nasty and disrespectful that the music and the music videos are. Mm-hmm. And the dude is about to beat his meat to said videos. Right. But he wanted to send out this email or a tweet or something saying like, to his base, like, oh, this is so disgusting and this, this, and that. And meanwhile, you're about to beat off in your office to the video. So it's kind of like, and this is true. It's like these people are so conservative um, and they call all this stuff nasty and porn and stuff like that. But y'all mm-hmm. have been caught on numerous occasions, um, with, you know, being in, involved in all the things um, from adultery to pornography to uh, what's the one dude in Florida, Matt Gates, I want to say his name mm-hmm. is, is Matt Gates, who's underage prostitution. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, y'all talk all this stuff about you know, you know, liberality when it comes to showing bodies and stuff like that and how immoral it is. Sure. Which are, do, y'all are secretly you know, doing all the things and, you know, like, but in public you want to act like you're yeah, you want you want to wave side. this little Christian banner in public, and that's just not the case. No, and I think case. the video, in its own way, um, kind of spoke to that mm-hmm. in terms of, especially in the beginning, the guy yeah. does all this talking. Then what seems like he's about to masturbate his all. Yeah, he, he to the same video. Yeah, he's about um, to beat his meat. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, so it's, it's just like so. Yeah, I, I appreciate that she used it as a message, and you know, good, bad, or indifferent. I think she got the people's. Uh, attention, like they said in uh, Niggas in Paris, you know, mm-hmm. in, in the little break, you know, it gets the people going. You right. know, I think, I think it got the people going. They got them talking. Right. It got them, you know, really rethinking, not probably not rethinking their stance, but really mm-hmm. because, you know, when white folk get offended. Oh, they get offended. They get offended. They get offended. Remind me to tell you offline about this white woman who's trying to sue a cannabis company because her daughter ate a gummy. I saw that. Okay, yeah, we, we, maybe that. Maybe we'll talk about that in a greater conversation too. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, but to, to that point, when white folk get upset, they mm-hmm. try to place blame on everybody, everybody. <laughs> except themselves. Um, so, man, keep doing what you're doing. Please we are do. here. Uh, City boy still up by one, so I'm not going to <laughs> let the hot girls pick <laughs> us out. Um, this summer. Speaking of competitions, um, the first women's rap versus is happening right now, and neither Brian or I are interested or watching. It Not is between Eve, E-V-E, and Trina. Side note, Brian, mm-hmm. did you know, well, have you ever thought about the fact that Eve had a show called Eve with a main character named Shelly? <sighs> it makes none of the sense. It makes no sense. Like, like, <laughs> Like her name should have just been Eve on the show, right? Right, and I kind of think same thing about the Cosby's. He was Heathcliff Huxtable, but it was, it was the, the Cosby, Cosby show. show. <laughs> I just don't, I don't get it. I mean, I guess it is his show, but like mm-hmm. it's not about the Cosby's. You know, right. it's about the Huxtables. Huxtables. Um, but anyway, they are in a versus right now. If you were to watch it, mm-hmm. if you do go back and watch it, 
mm-hmm. who do you suspect would come out on top? Um, I would probably say, I, just because I know more of her songs, I would say Eve. Um, Me too. Although Trina had a great career, I think Eve was more of the pop crossover. Yeah, I would say Eve had more commercial success. Yeah. Um, but Trina could spit. Uh, I think some of the songs that I like of Eve's were more so the songs that she did with other people, like, mm-hmm. you know, The Roots, or the, the song that she probably didn't really get credit for in terms of notoriety, mm-hmm. like some of her parts on on The Roots, uh, You Got Me, she did the female um, rap part, uh, and then on this song, Doing It with LL Cool J, she did the rap part there, but she didn't really get credit as a feature or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, That's her? Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I never knew that. Thank you. Yeah. Black so, Music History um, Month. Look, look at it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I like Eve. Um, I like Trina too. Um, I think one of my favorite verses that Trina has is on the What Means the World to Me remix by Cameron. I think she spits super heavy on a track with like Ludacris and Cameron and Bun and uh, Bun B and Pimp C. Like, and she holds her mm-hmm. own. You know what I mean? Like some legends in hip hop, she holds her own and raps toe to toe with some some good rappers so i think trina's great i think eve is great i just didn't 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 care for them gotcha yeah so my yeah no i i didn't care to watch it either i like i would have i agree in the terms that i think i would have probably given the w to eve just by um the fact that i know more of her music from her rough Mm -hmm. rider days to her love is blind love is blind Mm -hmm. um my favorite song is tambourines you know swiss pieces if he ain't nothing else he's a producer and he he, he gives you a good you know, upbeat kind of party, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, I, you know, he's good in his lane. And oh, yeah. when he touches a track on that, kind of doing that thing, he does it. Um, but my favorite, speaking of my favorite Trina verses, you know, her feature on the My Chick Bad remix. Um, oh, I forgot about that. That's a good she's one. Just, you know, she's just, she's just good on it. Um, she but has yeah, great features. Yeah, she has some good features. Fe- I actually appreciate more of Trina's features than I do mm-hmm. her own stuff. Yep. Yep. Um so, cause I, cause I, I couldn't tell you that I've ever listened to a Trina album from start to finish. Not, I've never been like, let me press play on the Trina album. Yeah, anything I've listened to with Trina has always been a feature, mm-hmm. uh, and it doesn't take away from what she does. I just mm-hmm. haven't personally, you know, been so interested. You know, she doesn't do what like Nicki Minaj or some other women artists, female mm-hmm. uh, rap artists do for me. Yeah. Uh, but no, so I, I just wasn't interested in tonight because I also. Don't know that they're here's that thing again that they have twenty hits. Oh, they don't. That's, Especially that's, Trina. No, that goes without saying. They don't have the twenty hits. <laughs> um, like we we should we should change the criteria at this point because I yeah. think it, unless they go and get like the Diddies and the Dre's and some of the old school folks that we they've had before, mm-hmm. you're not getting a, uh, unless you can get, unless you can get Drake, which is probably yeah. Unless not you can get Drake at this point, it's only like Drake, Beyonce, Kanye, Rihanna, Beyonce. all There's people. only a handful of folks. Who can give you a, a solid 20? Yeah, everybody else, you got to go deeper to the crates. You got to go into yeah. back into the archives to pull 20, 20 hits out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. We do need to change the criteria. Uh, and and maybe like the verses that you don't, that you're not excited for, like Bow Wow might have a good 15. Oh, yeah. He had, I, a, he had a career. He um, Bow Wow definitely came in 
with as a force to be mm-hmm. reckoned with. Yeah. Um, so there's a few out there that's left, but there's not many who can really give you twenty of twenty of their hits. And I think it's where people get it mixed up because mm-hmm. we're fans. Yes, yeah. they have twenty. They pro- all these artists probably have twenty great songs. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking about in a verse, it's almost like going to a concert and. Mm-hmm. You know, they play that that deep, deep cut and ebb and the whole audience kind of get kind of get quiet. Because <laughs> right. it's like, okay, girl, we don't want to hear that one. <laughs> but you just singing it because you love it. Um, right. that's kind of like you can't do that in the verses because it's mm. it's really about the celebration and the artists and them getting yeah. the flowers. Um, but anyway, I, th- I think you're right. I need to just change the criteria, maybe for some of the um we don't want Steve Harvey back, but maybe mm-hmm. for some of the smaller numbered verses they could think through what a host looks like to kind of fill mm-hmm. up some time and but at the same time bro we don't have to be online for three hours either y'all could give us 10 11 songs a piece and let us go home like yeah i think we would appreciate that <laughs> we would and and why would you do a verses on a wednesday like why? on wednesday and and then you know they never start on verses is the blackest event <laughs> ever it, it never starts on time mm-hmm. um but i think they had to do tonight because they haven't done women rap and to be mm. honest with you, they're probably are the only. They probably were the only two women rappers who they probably could get to do it with any type of real notoriety. Let me say mm-hmm. it that way. I mean, cause I, I don't see Lil Kim doing a verse, and if she did, her contemporary, they literally hate each other. Her and Foxy mm-hmm. Brown, and mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not stepping in the room together. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't think you're going to get another Brandy, Monica, um, Jeezy, Gucci Mane, like where people <laughs> that literally hated each other. Yeah, I don't think you're getting those kind of people in the room again. Mm-hmm. Um, Nikki ain't doing one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Meg and Cardi aren't there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then some of your other women rappers, like MC, the, who want to see the MC like Queen Latifah versus? Nobody want to see that. And shout out to both of them because they're great. Right. But don't about one. The only other women woman rapper I would want to see is Missy, and I just don't know who she would go against. Yeah, and if, I think if you did like another woman. She would have yeah, to go Missy against a man. Did, she did uh, a versus, but I can't remember who she went against. Missy didn't do a versus. She, she, I thought she did a versus like a long time ago. Mm-mm. Like back when they was doing the uh, just press and play. Mm-mm. They t- they kept trying to get her. to. They were like throwing her out there like possibility against Busta Rhymes. And oh, other yeah, people. you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she didn't actually do one. Okay. Yeah. But I think I that's the only did. other woman. And I think if you think about women with other catalog, Missy would obliterate any other woman rapper in terms of hits. It's not close. Um, it's Miss because and because the Miss, Missy has a pen too, and she mm-hmm. produces. So all yep. of those things that she's involved and all in. of her features. Um, oh yeah. Because I was listening to some old woman's rap. Well, I think I was listening to Funkified. Like mm-hmm. Missy was on that joint. That's before Missy was even Missy. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? She was like, had a verse on that. You know what I'm saying? So like she's been in this game. A while. Oh, yeah. A while. about Aaliyah stuff, like... Oh, yeah. Genuine Jasmine stuff. Sullivan stuff. Ja- oh, yeah. Jasmine New, Sullivan. New Monica. Like, all, <laughs> all of it, right? She's oh, a, all those songs. She's a, she's a force. So, oh, yeah. so we'll, we'll come back tomorrow. Maybe watch some... Cl- I mean, tomorrow. We're not, we're not coming back tomorrow. We'll come, <laughs> we'll come back next week, watch some clips of said verses, and let y'all know. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to tell y'all we can watch the whole thing, because we're likely not. But we'll we'll look at some highlights and see what happened. <laughs> um, but even trainer are absolutely beautiful. So if anything, it was it's, it's a wonderful aesthetic to look at. It is. Uh, Eve just over there happy with this billionaire white man. <laughs> and <laughs> just <laughs> she on the talk, she on TV now. Like she's just she's doing, doing the thing. Right. The she Paul Prince the is thing. gone. This, 
Are, are the paw prints gone? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> let me Google it real know. quick. Let me let me Google a little E. Let me Google a picture of E. The pitbull on the skirt. Yeah, we don't. We we need to let her have her um her paw prints on her titties. <laughs> let me see recent picture. That's her with her little man. Are oh, they still there? They still there. Okay. Uh, they still there. <laughs> they still there. It's just like biblical fox in that little in that little tiny ugly fox she got on her arm. You can tell she got there when she first when she mm-hmm. was eighteen. That thing is terrible. <laughs> that thing is terrible. Anyway, anyway. Um, speaking of women who love rap, it is Jada Pinkett Smith that's talking about her ex Tupac Shakur. Today would have mm-hmm. been his fiftieth birthday. Shout out to uh, Tupac Shakur, rest in peace, brother. Mm-hmm. And she decides that she to share a never before seen or heard poem that he wrote. Um, she wrote in a tweet that said, "Tupac, I'm, uh, I'm." Amaru Shakur would have been 50 midnight tonight. Jada wrote on, on Instagram, actually, um, before the wise one showed up to crack jokes. As we prepare to celebrate his legacy, let's remember him for that which we love most, um, his way with words. Here are a few you may have never heard before. And she goes on to say this, um, to share this in the poem. Some say nothing gold can last forever. And to believe this, I need no proof. I have witnessed all that was pure to me and be changed by the evil men can do. The innocence possessed by children once lived inside my soul, but surviving years with criminal peers has turned my warm heart to cold. I used to dream and fantasize, but now I'm scared to sleep, petrified not to live or die, but to awaken and still be me. Tupac wrote in the poem. I'm not going to read the second half of the poem because... I'm not a poet. Um, the rapper proceeds to illustrate the kind of life he wants in it. Uh, but that's not the story here. The story is that black Twitter ate Jada Pinkett Smith. <laughs> because Jada Pinkett Smith has again played her husband. And it's, you can tell that Will Smith was the man that she settled for. Oh, yeah. She, <laughs> it's, it's obvious. It's a, it's a shad that, you know, the love of her life died and she just had to end and up. And she just had to end up with But let that man rest in peace. And let Will Smith, you already had an entanglement with Tiger. Or what, was it Tiger? No, oh, it was uh, one, one of them boys. <laughs> one of them boys from the zoo. You already had him and just, and girl, go back to the red table. And Please. talk about the ways in which you do not need to be highlighting poems and all the love and all the things for Tupac Shakur. Yeah. How like, would you feel, Brian, if, if, if you were Will? How, <laughs> I would feel some type of way. And, think, and the thing that, that bothers me is Will, on plenty of occasions, has said how her relationship with Tupac has affected him. Mm-hmm. Like, in terms of she, he didn't like to hear his name, didn't like to listen to his music, you know, all the things. And then here you are, uh, Jada. Disregarding just, all of that. All of it. Like, <laughs> um, so maybe hot girls do have a point on this one. Because, maybe hot uh, girls have a point, but maybe Will Smith <laughs> is going to make City Boys come up because he getting back in shape. He is. So man, a guy finna pop out, pop out on Jada. Listen, uh, he said he ain't gonna divorce her. He just, he ain't, he, he, you know, he might be out here in, in these streets. The streets might be calling him. Streets clearly, the streets are calling Willard uh, because uh, what's her face? Jada Pinkin Smith is out here doing the absolute. Most considering women who typically do the absolute most, Nicki Minaj, mm-hmm. one of my oh, favorite good transition. people, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nicki Minaj, she played T Pain to the left back in 2007. Um, mm. T Pain was on the 85 South show, and he recalled the moment where he actually wanted Nicki Minaj to do a verse on his album. And when he texted her, Nicki Minaj said, I'm working on my own album. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, got things to do. I got I got things to do. Um and, and he didn't seem slight. He said it's all love. He actually understands um uh-huh. that sometimes people get in album mode, they get busy. Um, and that they just don't have the capacity to do so. And Nicki Minaj actually, outside of what we would think her character would be, mm-hmm. responded via the shade room and she said this. She said, I don't remember this at all. <laughs> but it def sound like something I would say. Oh my God, what was I thinking? He was already a really big artist. I was still underground. Child, I used to be bugging, yo. Um, should I say child? Because there's a guy who said that men shouldn't say child. Mark Moore. Should I have read that? I'm gonna call his name out. Oh, you should you should just said it. Okay. <laughs> and, and and to to the men that want to say like what men should not or should not like. Like who who gives you the authority <laughs> to tell another grown man what they can and cannot do? And all that whole what real men do or real men don't do that, like that's so stupid. Cause again, who gave you who are you? Who gave you the authority to to tell somebody, another grown man, yeah, um, what they can and cannot do? Go off, Brian. I'm so glad I ignited that fire. Anyway, it's, it's uh, foolishness. <laughs> child, I, I used to be bugging, yo. I was under so much pressure to deliver. My bad, babe. All love. I have nothing but respect for your talent. And thank you and Kanye for clearing Go Hard for beating me up Scotty last month. Listening to you over and over on that record taught me so much about harmonies and background vocals. Your vocals on that song alone are goaded for life. I listen to every single detail at t-pain so nikki was like a real good sport about it and what i loved about it was the self-awareness and the honesty she was like listen mm-hmm. i don't remember it but that definitely sound like me <laughs> and that's <laughs> something i likely would do and actually mm-hmm. some other artists came to her defense like even john p key entered the chat and said that i've been there um got chilled by a famous gospel artist feels like a diss but in reality they really are just working on their stuff uh, so i can imagine <laughs> jumpy key was in the chat listen <laughs> jumpy he came to nikki's um nikki's defense and you know what do you think a nikki and t-pain collab would look like today i don't know i mean um, even back then what would that have sounded like <laughs> that's what i'm saying I, that's a, that might have been a collab we didn't need um it could have been time, one that we we didn't know we, we needed. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like I'm I'm conf- I don't know because at when 07, like T Pain was T Pain. And what? Oh, oh, here's one. What if Nikki came? What if he wanted her like on the um um the blame it like remix or something? Because mm. 07, Nikki was like underground. She was. She was probably gonna rap her. She was gonna give us like she probably give like a monster s type verse. Uh huh. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Oof. It could have been nice because T Pain, like he, he needs to get the flowers because even though he's not as quote unquote big as he used to be, mm-hmm. T Pain is still T Pain. He had a run too. Uh, I mean a run. Like <laughs> yeah, he was. He after, was the top after, guy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly why Brian to our point last week, oh five mm-hmm. to oh nine. Mm-hmm. It's like my favorite era, 05 to 2015, rather. It was like mm-hmm. my favorite era of, of rap because there's just so much. There were so oh, many yeah. consistent runs of people oh, in yeah. that time frame. <laughs> in that time oh, yeah. frame. It, it, it was good, fun music. It was. Uh, and then T-Pain was ahead of the, the, um, was ahead of the curve, bartender, and mm-hmm. um, love with a stripper, and just... You know, he has songs with Chris Brown and yep. yeah, I, I don't I know like what a song with them would have sounded like, but I I'm, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, it probably would have been, it probably would have been nice. Mm-hmm. And it's not too late because allegedly 
Nikki's working on her album. So I mean, since he put it out there, let's let's yeah. get this song. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's You're not with Safari it. no more because Safari probably would have been in the video dancing back in those doing his Diddy Bob, and we didn't yeah. we didn't we didn't have to see pop locking and all that kind of foolishness. We don't if, want that. If you want to come to a label where you ain't got nobody dancing, <laughs> <laughs> can we pause and realize that if Safari bagged Nicki Minaj, Safari Nicki Minaj allowed, um. <laughs> safari yes. to be in her space. Yes. Like, I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. Like, anything is possible. Mm-hmm. Anything. Anything's possible. <laughs> Catch anything that. Anything is possible. <laughs> Catch that. All right. So, <laughs> speaking of <laughs> possibilities, Chrisette Michelle is trying to possibly get back in our lives. She was on the popular show, the Terrell show, um, the YouTube program where he gets people on there talking about music, their life, and they do the Song Song Association. Um, and he asked her the hard-hitting question about 2016. Mm-hmm. And she was actually... Um, there were times I felt like she gave a... Well, let me ask. Did you see the interview? I did not. Okay. I encourage you to watch it. Everybody listening, please go watch it. Okay. Um, beyond that question, you cannot deny Chrisette Michelle's talent. When he's oh, doing she, song associations, she was in there murdering them. Now, she saw mostly her songs, and that's what Terrell was trying to get her to do. Because mm-hmm. uh, like, one of the words he gave her was Epiphany. Oh. <laughs> like, come on. But anyway, like she was... Like, just singing it off the dome. She was killing that joint. But anyway, she talked about how she was kind of, without saying these exact words, she was saying she was kind of arrogant and thinking that she could be the one that could change. And right. But she did ask a really potent question. She was, because if you remember, her performance was with Travis Green in a choir. And she was mm-hmm. like, everybody kept asking, Nikki, what was your intention? She said, but what was Travis, what was Travis Green's intentions? Oh. We know what like, his intentions were. But I'm just I think that her point was is like mm-hmm. he didn't get canceled. He didn't get well, he didn't go through the same level of scrutiny and whatever yeah. and thrown away that I did. Um mm-hmm. and to one point Terrell Bardo he said, Well, you know we deal with black women most di- more much more differently than we do with black men. Yeah. Um and he asked her right out too, did he did she ever hear from Travis? She like never heard from him. He didn't call. He didn't text. She did go back and say that she did immediately change her number stuff because everything she was going through, she mm-hmm. was like, but even still, there was no reaching out. Um, and she did say she didn't regret it in terms of what she learned about herself, uh-huh. but she did say that it was the wrong thing to do. She would not yeah. have done it thinking back. And she was like, people, she also debunked the myth that it was about the money. She was like, baby, that was a regular check. She said it wasn't this big. You know, I think Wendy Williams reported seven hundred thousand. She said she didn't get nowhere near that. She said it was a regular, like regular, regular check. So it wasn't mm-hmm. the money. She legit thought that she could be the change. She could be the bridge, mm-hmm. and she wasn't really. And she had a quote. She said that anytime you look for validation from other people, they're going to immediately reject you when mm-hmm. you're searching for it. And mm-hmm. that's what she said she was part of too. She was trying to be that person and was trying mm-hmm. to be validated by that moment and it just backfired. So Yeah. But I appreciate I, and, her honesty. Go yeah, ahead. But to the, even to her point, like she wasn't the, and I think it, the sad part is she was the only one that was canceled out of all the black folks who tried to be that bridge. Mm-hmm. Like the Steve Harvey's of the world and the um, Ray Lewis's and um, what's that old? And dude she name? wasn't even trying to be a bridge on their level, <laughs> right? Like she wasn't having meetings. She sang at a darn little funky uh, function, mm-hmm. right? Um, and even Travis Green, his old stupid shirt was like, "I'm not black. I'm not white. I'm human." Like, bye. Right. Um, <sighs> um, 
I forgot what I was going to say. I'm not going to disrespect the man of God. I, I like Travis Green. I like but Travis too. even yeah. still within that, I wasn't like cool with the I, going in Jesus' name. Like, I have Would my Jesus have that. gone? <laughs> <laughs> and not speak to and, and not speak truth to power. Like you went there and sang a song, right? Like, right. If you know I'm going to go, if I'm going to take that risk, I'm going to be disruptive. Yes. Don't wear no shirt saying I'm not black, not white, human. Like, mm-hmm. that's not, that does not do anything. That does not disrupt anything. If anything, you're basically just saying like, oh, you know, we're all the same. In theory. Sure. Right? We're all, we live we in the are country, all we're humans. Not, but... Yeah, we are all humans. It's, it's truth. But, you know, and, and that space needed to be disrupted. Um, and... You know, but you know, who am I? I that's why I probably wouldn't get invited to those spaces. Right. Who are me? But um, but yeah, I think I think it is. I I like I said, I appreciate her honesty. I think she was really candid. Um I just I just it was refreshing to finally hear her side and for her to yep. talk about it in a way. And I think that she did I don't know that she's ever gonna let me say that I don't know if she's ever gonna be back. Because Michelle is, I mean, Chrisette Michelle is a talent. An undeniable talent. I heard she performed Senior year, our Neo Soul R&B concert at Morehouse or Homecoming, bro. Mm-hmm. The Neo Soul concert at Morehouse is always free. Let me tell you how okay. good it was. I would have paid for a free concert. And I'm talking about really? like top dollar. She was that good live. She was that good mm. live. The girl. And then she did old school. She had a moment where she let her background do a little piece. Like Aww. she did that. Like she, you know how that Erica about doing, remember her live album? She let her backgrounds get a piece. Mm-hmm. She did like one that. of those things. I like that too. Um, but she killed, bro. She, I mean, Chris, and then and back in 2011 was still like, kind of like the height of her career. Uh-huh. Um, well, yeah, that was 2000. Well, Homecoming was 2010. But anyway, yeah. So anyway, I think we can like bring Chrisette back. It's been a while. She yes. has, uh, you know, been very knowledgeable. Uh, well, self acknowledged. Um, mm-hmm. What she did, understanding the ways in which it was harmful to the black community, yep. uh, she took the loss, she took the hurt, she took the hits, um, and she again, she's an undeniable talent. And like, I just listened to a couple of her efforts this past Saturday before I even knew that because the song popped in my head randomly, and I clicked mm-hmm. a couple of her efforts. Then I clicked Epiphany, and then I clicked a couple of us. Like, oh, she got it. The songs, it. the songs, she has it. and she wrote most of them. She did talk about how she partnered with Neo on a few songs. Neo was actually the first person to write for her outside of herself. Um, but yeah, man, she just she she got it. She's good. And then I didn't realize like all the features, like the um the Rick Ross feature she's on, um, uh, with you know, the song with Drake, the um Aston Martin song. Mm-hmm. Um, like she just, you know, Chrisette got it. So I'm I'm hoping that we can be forgiven finally and, and yep. bring her back. Um because if she did a concert. I would, especially as we've been in COVID, I would probably go. If she, yeah, I, 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 I ain't necessarily got to hear the new stuff. But nah. if she give me old stuff, I'm, I, I can go. But I don't think I even, and, and to go back to, I think we're going to close up here, but I, I never was like on some like cancel Chris at Michelle type stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah, I, I don't know think, that I was canceled. I was definitely irritated by her decision. Yeah. Like, why would you do that? Cause I think, because people in the industry was like, no, don't do it. And she did it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, part of me was kind of like they warned you, you know what I mean? Like I, that was my thought process, but I was never on some like, oh, she's canceled type stuff because I don't think she really did anything on some like Kanye West level, like blatant disrespect to black folks. But you know, mm-hmm. who am I? Who are me? 
But all right, cool. brother, that is it for the billboard. You are ready to get into today's um, meat and potatoes, as they will say. Uh, let's do it. Let's go into it. Let's head on to the living room. So grab your snacks, grab your drink, grab your dad mugs, grab that ugly tie that your kid got you a couple of years ago, and let's get let's go out to the living room <laughs> and have this conversation. All right, good people. We are here for another time in the living room where Brian and I sit down and talk about all the things. And today, oh, go go ahead. Go ahead. What was you about to sing? Go ahead. You know I love a good song. I love a good singing transition. I was going to say, it was like, uh, all all of me. Uh, I thought I I heard the the way you were going. I felt like I heard the the Nelly Country thing. All of money. Oh, no. I I heard that inflection go up a little bit. I was like, is Brian giving us Nelly? (laughs) He giving us a Nelly Garth Brook tease on tonight? That's the worst. (laughs) The worst. He could have left that somewhere Speaking of Black History Music Month, the worst. Oh, side note. I ain't hmm. gonna talk about Yelba until July because she put out a single that's really good, but not doing Black History <laughs> Music Month. Not because you're Black white. History that's exactly what we also didn't talk about Eminem because he is white. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I and, and some of the people that were like, "Oh, Eminem from uh um in in Midwest, he is a white man." White. We are. This is black, black music. Black music history month. Jack Harlow, I actually really like. Black though, I need can't can't, right. can't put him in there. Any of the ways, um, <laughs> as you know, if you're looking at your calendar, depending on when you listen to this, Father's Day is Sunday. Brian and I are fathers, and we advocate for great fatherhood and we being do. in our child's lives and all of the things. So, Brian, I decided today that instead of having like this in-depth, philosophical, all deep conversation about fatherhood mm-hmm. and the and the placement of the black man and our purpose and fatherhood and blah, 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 blah. We, we, we would just talk about it kind of cavalier. Okay. Let's just have a conversation, you know, thinking through some of our highs and lows, some of the good mm-hmm. times in fatherhood. And good I got any time you miss a payment. <laughs> good times. Anytime you need a friend. Good times. Anytime you're out from under. Not getting hustle. Not getting hustle. Keeping, Keeping your, your head up the water. water. Making a way when you can. Temporary layoff. How'd you get me started? <laughs> it's a good theme song. <laughs> Ain't we lucky we got them? Good times. Mm. Uh, but yeah, just talking about the things. And Brian, I got a new spin to the Mount Rushmore game that I don't want to. I don't want to define now. Okay, because it's gonna really it's gonna it's stomp me, and I can't even think about it. Oh, so I okay. Know it's, I know. I know it's gonna get your brain on oh, some yeah. parts. So anyway, um, <laughs> okay. let's just let's just jump straight into it. Uh, this might be the deepest question I ask, or mm-hmm. we we address. What does fatherhood mean to you? Fatherhood means to me a individual um, who gives or gives off seed and raises the seed. Ah, da, 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 boo, shoot to that seed out, nigga. fruition. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like you know, gives seed, cultivates the seed. Let's the seed grow into then when they produce more seed. Mm. Like that that process of fatherhood is not just the ejaculation. It's the maturation process. And then at that point, you just, you know, after they're grown, you then, you know, rob into the sunset. But you're always going to be there. But uh, that's what I think about fatherhood. The yeah. cycle of it all. Look at that. That's another T-shirt. Not just the ejaculation; it's the maturation. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> Put that on a T-shirt. It ain't the ejaculation; it's the maturation. <laughs> <laughs> 
What about you? Uh, nuts grow. Um, oh, look at God. Because <laughs> you said a seed. <laughs> um, but no, I, I would agree in a sense. I think I view fatherhood as, uh, if I would add to that rather, um, the, the curation of something that you are, um, I don't know. I, I, I want to say building, so to speak. I, th- I think of fatherhood more so in the architect sense. Like okay. It is something that you are building, you're cultivating to, to, to grow and to develop. Mm-hmm. Um, I think while women are naturally more nurturing, I think uh-huh. men or father figures are kind of naturally more, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say providers in the sense of just putting food on a table and money right. in the accounts. But when I say, uh, I think we're more of architects. We see our children Mm-hmm. And try to make sure I know at least from my standpoint, I, and I hope, and I'm thinking I'm speaking for you too. Yep. Is kind of thinking through ecosystems, or creating an ecosystem rather, where uh-huh. they can thrive. So, like oh, yeah. while, while we're not trying to create their lives, I think mm-hmm. what we're trying to do is create environments and curate situations that allows them to be them their best selves. So while right. the mother may be taking the lead in some cases in nurturing, uh-huh. I think what we nurture is the environment. And making mm-hmm. sure that everything is in place for them to be successful and giving right. them tools and access to resources so mm-hmm. that they can be not just successful business and education wise, right. but in terms of just because I know one of the things I told my sons at this young age, straight up, I said, I would not raise educated a-holes. And Jaden said, mm. Dad, you said the A-word. I said, I did. I needed you to get it. Right. Um, but what I mean by that, I want to raise men of character, men who understand right. What it means to fully embrace and acknowledge who you are and mm-hmm. all that you are, but while, all, all the time not using that as arrogance. You know, you mm-hmm. you have a knowing of yourself, right. um, but you also are very aware about things in the world. Um, you know, Jane is my Black Panther kid. Josh, <laughs> you know, Josh is my kind of you know kind of uh, he's my kind of urban city hipster kid. Mm-hmm. So, but still creating environments so they both can thrive in the ways in which that's healthy for both of them. So I think. Right. For me, fatherhood is about creating these ecosystems mm-hmm. um, where children can, you know, thrive and be successful and grow into their into their best selves. Yeah, you I know? agree. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, that's my soapbox. Don't know if I, <laughs> if I hear anybody repeat that. I know where you got it from, and you're a liar. You owe me money. <laughs> um. How, so, Brian, you know, you are going into what's this second year officially of fatherhood? Yeah. Yep, second so father's day. How has being a dad changed your life, or changed to has, or has it changed who Brian is at his core? Um, at my core, no, but it has improved—not improved, but it has increased who I am uh, okay. in terms. In what of, ways? Um, I've always been like you know caring about people and you know things of that nature. I always care about people. Like people are important to me, even though people get on my nerves. I care about the well-being of people. I think with my daughter, it's like my. Let me see here. I'm more conscious of the world. Um, I think kind of going back to your point as far as the environment. I'm I'm real conscious in terms of the world that my daughter lives in. So like, what can I do? in this world that can impact the world that we live in. So my daughter doesn't live like in a terrible society. So I'm, I'm a little more focused on that, like with the kind of world we live in, how I'm raising my daughter, um, the kind of environment she's going to be in. 
and you know all of those things actually keep me up at night so it's it's just a you know my world perspective has increased significantly mm-hmm. um because I'm always thinking about like like is this the world that my, like even with you know when the the fools you know freaking crashed the capital mm-hmm. I was thinking like dang like I got a child that's gonna live in this kind of world or you know I'm anytime anything happens I'm thinking like dang like Brooklyn has to grow up in this world with these fools right. um so it changed my perspective in terms of I have more of a worldly um long term view of life and in terms of what kind of environment do I want my daughter to end up living in, what kind of world or society is she gonna grow up in? And is there anything I can do to make it better for her or protect her, not protect her or shield her, but um like you said earlier, kind of make it the environment a little easier for her to maneuver. Right. No, I think I think those are valid things to think through as as dads too, right? I don't know to answer the question originally. Has it changed? I, I had, you know, and I, I'm blessed to know that I had a very present, very great father. Hmm. I know that's not everybody's experience. I know we've talked that's about that true. last, <laughs> last talk about that last, you know, last summer when we, we talked did. about fatherhood. Um, you know, that was maybe the Holy Ghost. You know, pre Brian as official co-host, and you know, was on the episode <laughs> talking was. about daddy issues. <laughs> uh, but no, so I know that I'm. So for me. I never forget the conversation when Ashley got pregnant with Josh, mm-hmm. and um, one of the guys in you know one of the he was in the um, academic affairs department. One of the deans asked me okay. how I felt, was talking through it, and um, that's the shout out HBCUs. The deans and stuff care. Wonderful, like a dean legit. When I found out, we had a full two hour conversation talking wow. about my future and how I need don't need to throw it away. I mean, just really cared. Um, mm. But the one and he didn't know my whole life. But the one thing he asked me, he told me. To be the dad I always wanted to have. And I said, that dad I always wanted to have. <laughs> Dad's great. Um, so I say that to say, like, I don't know that it changed my perspective. What I will say that it has changed, it gave me a greater appreciation for my parents in terms of, you know, they had to love three different children, three different ways. Um, you know, love them the same, but also understand their individual needs. And, you know, sometimes it gets difficult with Josh and Jaden because Josh and Jaden don't respond in the same ways. They receive love in different ways. They need different things. Um, so for me, it has, it has expanded my heart in terms of empathy. Um, it has expanded my heart in terms of um, giving people grace, giving myself grace because I don't always get it right. Mm-hmm. Uh, understanding little people and their feelings and stuff as well. So um, I just want to make sure I say I say this jokingly. I want to make sure that when my kids go to therapy that I am not the only reason they go. Oh, oh <laughs> I, yeah. I, I know they're going to talk about me, right? Oh, I, yeah. I know they're going to discuss <laughs> the ways in which I could have done better or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I really don't want to be their main reason to go in that joint. Like my dad <laughs> is why I'm here. Um, but for real, for real, I want to be able to be a support system in the ways that they need it while also. Being there, you know, being that strong parent and mm-hmm. and however that manifests itself, right? Uh, yeah. Sometimes that means being the harsh dip- disciplinarian. Sometimes that means saying no in times mm-hmm. where they really want me to say yes. Um, but I found myself doing stuff I said I never do. I explain my no's because I feel like it's true to be like, why? You know, because I said so. No, nah. I said no. You know, like Josh tonight asked me for a juice. I said, dude, you're not getting sugar at 930 at night. You can get mm-hmm. a sip of water. 
Um, matter of fact, you've just been outside for like three hours. All you really need is water. Um, right. So, and, and that's why, like, just not know the juice, but that's why, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So like, it, it's opened my perspective that little people are just that they're people, they're little right. humans and their right. brains are going through development. They, they need a level of understanding too. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's also helped me not to be so dogmatic having my own child. Um, right. And what father, and I think fatherhood looks different. The way you approach fatherhood looks different for every, different for every person that, um, identifies as a father or father figure. Um, but I do think that the one connecting line is that it should give us, I think it should present greater opportunities for grace and mercy, not only, um, in their lives, but in our lives as well. Um, it's what I think should be, you know, I think every father should have a takeaway, but anyway, I'm Mm going to ask you this. Do you feel appreciated as a father? Uh, yes. Um, okay. one, my daughter is, is too young to like actually show her appreciation. I'm sure uh, since she goes to school, she's going to give me some type of gift that she created either with her hands or her feet. I'm sure. Oh, you know, the, <laughs> you know, the daycare thing is going to do that. <laughs> they going to send something. They're going to um, have them toe prints all over some construction paper. <laughs> so she can't really, other than like the, just the love that she shows, like the open, you know, embraces and kisses she randomly gives me and hugs. Um, she can't really show her appreciation as a father, but I would definitely say that my wife does. Um, Lauren okay. um, definitely shouts me out regularly and tells me how good of a dad I am. Um, and this is this is not me like tooting my own horn. Like I, I know I'm a great dad um, okay. because I just know I put a lot. Like I know that's if if I, you know fail at anything this is something i did not want to fail at as far as being a, a father so i put a lot of effort and energy and time and stuff in that to being a great dad um but yeah lauren definitely you know appreciates me as a father um verbally um so i it, i appreciate that um so i would say yes i do feel appreciated as a father for both my daughter and my wife you um yeah my son's you know Jaden is a daddy's 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 boy mm-hmm. so there's no there's no shortage of love and appreciation there. Um Josh is, you know, kind of the same. He he wants his he requests his one-on-one time. Mm-hmm. He makes it very known. Um he is very expressive in his emotion, so he, you know, is very verbal and telling. Um and Asha does a really good job in making sure um that me and the boys are connected. So she will there have been times where she will step back. And mm-hmm. just make sure that it's just us. You know, because sometimes with boys, like I'm a mama's boy. You know, sometimes boys will just, you know, have that thing with their moms. No matter mm-hmm. how great a dad is, they just, that's my mama. You know, it's, that's my right, mama. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so Asha does a good job sometimes intentionally stepping back so that, you know, we can have our time. Um, and not mm-hmm. to say that I don't make time, but, you know, sometimes if you give Josh Jane a choice, hey, I'm going to stay with mama. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Uh, so having those moments where we intentionally build and grow and love on each other has been really important as far as like, me feeling appreciated. But that makes me pivot into the next question. Um, Father's Day versus Mother's Day. Huh. <laughs> In terms of how society views that level of appreciation, uh, I have a general idea, but I just want to hear your views on why do you think there is such a big disparity? In between the two, uh, I just think because of the, the the historic role of mothers, I think with mothers and just traditionally have been more visible. Like 
moms made sure the kids wanted to go to school off on time. Moms were there when they got picked up from school. When moms when they're sick, the moms are the ones who took care of them. Moms cooked. Moms cleaned. Um, although traditionally back in time, fathers they paid the bills and stuff like that, and kind of made way for you know all the things to take place. I think moms just have a more visible um, space in the lives of their children. Um, although I know plenty of dads um, who are extremely involved and maybe in some cases more involved than moms. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that's how it is. I think it's really because just moms have more of a visible, um, nurturing uh, caring um, role within most households to where it's kind of like, oh, well, my mom did all these things for me. Then let me kind of show her the nurturing and the pampering that she did for me where most dads traditionally um, didn't do a lot of pampering and nurturing, um, you know, and stuff like that. Interesting. So interesting. Uh, I don't disagree with any of that. I mm-hmm. think it is very. I think it is very true. I think it is something that we need to change, right? And I think sometimes, and I'm gonna be honest. You know, I'm gonna get on my you know protective black man soapbox for a second. Uh, <laughs> I do think, in terms of that, I do think me and some of us we need to advocate for more in terms of mm-hmm. what the day means and how we're celebrated as men. Um, simply because it's just not there. And right. to like to your point, I think women, some a lot of women are just more visible. And mm-hmm. um it is it is mostly assumed that if you are a mom, you're a good mom. It's just automatically mm-hmm. assumed. You could be a oh, terrible yeah. mother. It, oh, is, yeah, go to the it is it is assumed that you're just going yeah. to be a great mom. Dads, <laughs> I think, sometimes have to there's so much proving that we have to do. We have oh, to yeah. almost be beyond reproach. Just to be mm-hmm. considered a great dad, because what they're going to tell us next is, "Why well, am I give you credit for something you supposed to been doing anyway?" Oh, versus if I've a, seen you know, before. if a woman cook or you know, craft macaroni and cheese, she feeds her kids. She blah 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 blah. Them your kids you're supposed to feed them anyway. Like you you're know what I'm saying? To. Supposed to feed anything them anyway. A, anything a parent does, you're supposed, you're supposed to. Supposed to do it anyway, right? And this yeah. and, and this is not to. To, to discredit mothers and the amazing work that they do with children. But it is to mm-hmm. suggest that there is a major stereotype there because there's a lot of great men out there who are being great fathers. Oh, yeah. And I'm not taking anything away from Mother's Day. I'm going to celebrate my mama to the fullest. I'm going to celebrate oh, yeah. my wife to the fullest. Um, I even celebrate my sisters and my grandma. But as a father... I don't feel slighted because I feel appreciated and honored in my own home. Mm-hmm. Like my mm-hmm. mom and daddy just text me and say, hey, your father's day gift is in the mail, right? So even down oh, to my parents, you know, I get a gift from them. Um, so I feel I feel the love in, in many different directions. What I will say, um, how be ever, what mm-hmm. I will say is that overall, I don't, I just don't think men and you know active fathers get the love and appreciation i think we need to do less of talking about what what the absent dads aren't doing right. and just do more about highlighting really good fathers because what pisses me off the most is mm-hmm. these these women who be like i'm the mama and the dad it'll happen father oh, to me you're not you're not you, you're just you're their not. mother you never will be you're yes. just their mother and that's okay and you can yeah. raise a successful son or daughter um mm-hmm. or you know non-binary person whatever right, right. by yourself you can do it by yourself and still only celebrate Mother's Day. And that's right. it. And you can help them through therapy and other resources navigate 
what Father's Day may look like or what it means to not have an active father in their life. You mm-hmm. can do that. I mean, there are same-sex parents, right? One of y'all ain't the father if it's two women. Like, it's just... Right. It's just Mother's Day. They just have two, you know what I'm saying? If it's two right. women that you yeah, know yeah. identifying women people, you know what I'm saying? Like that's it. So I don't I, I that pisses me off. And not because a woman can't do what a man does, but you're just not right. his father. Not that right. his or her father. You're just that's just not your role. That's not your space. Yeah. 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 And it's okay. And it's okay. And and this is it probably would have been my great conversation if there wasn't all this other stuff that's been going on in the world. Um, but yeah, like don't don't do that this Saturday on this Sunday. Like, do not post your mama, or be. And, and granted, there are plenty of people who have the ability and have the reason to be bitter or harbor ill will toward their fathers and stuff like that. Right? Father's Day is not the moment to be on the timeline, bigging up your mom, or pretty much just destroying your father. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not the moment. If anything. Take the opportunity, if you are a good father, be like, hey, man, I'm, I'm glad to be a good father. Or shout out some dads who are doing great things. Like, don't use that as an opportunity to be like, my dad is trash or my mama was great. Just because your mama got, you know, hair on her lip and her chin don't mean she she's your father. Like, Just because your mama vagina bush is bigger than the man next door <laughs> don't mean that was your dad. <laughs> Just because your mama can put together everything in the house by herself don't mean she's she's the daddy. Just because your mama sound like Esther Roll in the morning, noon, and the night don't mean that was your dad. Just because your mama got that little razor in the bathroom so she can edge herself up don't mean she the daddy. Just because your mama ain't got no edge so she got her boosted fade don't mean that's your dad. <laughs> just because your mama hands look like she's had a long days of work. <laughs> got calluses and everything all over her hands. That is not your daddy. Just because your mama know how to change oil on the lawnmower does not mean that's your dad. <laughs> because your mama look just like Manny, Manny Fresh from a good time, from the big, from the big timers, don't mean <laughs> she's your daddy. Just because your mama wear tall tees, dickies, and Air Force Ones does not mean <laughs> that's your dad. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, it's not. It's, it's not. Let's 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 just do that. Not do that now. It's, like, not, it's just. It's not. And we, and we honor all the mothers, mustaches, and strong hands, do. and all. Um, all the things. But again, I think whatever role a father plays, whether that's traditional, non-traditional, um, whatever role, it's just it cannot be. And the same thing for dads. Like there's single dads that I can't. God forbid something happened to Ashley. I cannot be my kid's mom. I can only be who oh, I am. Never. No, no, I can only I serve my purpose. Yeah, I would never, even if I was doing my wife's, my daughter's hair. Like, and and that's the thing too. Just because you may do certain things that are traditionally that are traditionally, yeah. No, like if it, again, again, God forbid, have, like you said, God forbid something happened to, to my wife, and I have to do Brooklyn's hair. I'm not gonna be like, oh, I was, you know, your mama ain't. Like I dress Brooklyn. Like, don't mean I'm like, oh, I'm doing, my, I'm doing women's work. I'm just being a father. Who's dressing my child? Yeah, I do. My kids are gonna grow up and say my dad cooked all of our meals. I was no, no less their father, no more their mother because of that. No, it's just like, what it. It's just what like Asha because of my work schedule and my barber no longer does Saturday appointments. She takes them to the barbershop. Doesn't make her any more. It's just. It's just. It's a scheduling thing. Yeah. That's it. Traditionally, yes, the boys will go with me, but. Mm-hmm. If the the man ain't cutting on Saturdays, she get off work at two, three o'clock because she works in the school, and they can go during the week. Like when else? Like who else gonna take them? They they're not right. gonna be busted out here, right? So <laughs> you know <laughs> right. what I'm saying. So like I think we have to abandon 
what we consider these like traditional roles. I think that's the first thing we got to abandon. We got to get yes. rid of that foolishness. Yes. And then just be, and be very comfortable in the roles that we play in our children's lives because that's mm-hmm. just, it's just what it is. Um, so, Brian. Yeah. I'm going to ask you this so we can wrap up because I okay. think, you know, we've done enough talking about all the weird things that Father. Oh, let me ask you this. Before I do that question, what do you want for Father's Day? And don't tell me nothing. You just want peace and you be happy. I want her to hear that. No, I don't want to hear um, that. What you uh, want? <laughs> um, well, recently, um, I, since I work from home now, this is a random request. Like my office chair is like whack. Like it, it hurts. Um, it makes noises. Who would be hurt at the end of the day, River? Her brother. <laughs> so, like, I was actually today about to be like, I'm just gonna go to the store and give me an office chair. I was gonna go because it was just so annoying to me mm. that I'm sitting there using this chair, and I have to, I have to work out of this chair every day. Yeah, I get I you one of them, just, um, them pregnancy booty pillows. In the meantime, <laughs> in the meantime, <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I'm, not, I just can't do it anymore. Um, so I can say I can be, I would be cool with a. Um, with an office chair, um, maybe some more headphones. I, I broke my beat. Well, I lost one of the headphones, my Beats headphones. It's because um, God says you need AirPods. I might. They're they're cheaper <laughs> than the, than some Beats headphones, so I might be okay with the AirPods. Um, that's pretty much it. Like, uh, what about you? Um, so I wanted the um Comace um collaboration Chucks, the ones a little okay. hard on them. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I really want those. Um, those are nice. Yeah, they are nice, right? I mean, I just can't fathom paying one fifty for some chucks, but I, <laughs> yeah, but some used to be like twenty dollars. Yeah, <laughs> but I still want them nonetheless. And I want the ivory ones. Uh, shout out to our friends having this ivory brown new thing, baby shower they that are, I got to find have together already. Oh, I got some things in my boohoo man cart <laughs> that I need to just purchase. Yeah, but, um, I'm trying to find that one more. Um, but it, it, anyway, I, I should have them on my greater conversation because they stressing me out with this ensemble. Uh, but no, in uh, in the summer, in the summer, Br- brown in the summer, y'all. They want us to have <laughs> shades of brown and ivory. We gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going with all bone linen suit. Is what I'm gonna have <laughs> with a fedora, with a fedora, <laughs> and my and my closed toe sandals. That's what I'm <laughs> ready for the cookout. And ready everything got to be creased. Oh, it's gonna have creased. a crease. Oh, I'm sending it to the cleaners. I'm gonna say heavy starch. <laughs> oh, with a black belt. <laughs> oh, oh no. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got me here. Shout out to Chris Moore. Shout out to Chris and Ken, our brother and sister. Um, we love y'all. We love y'all, and our nephew that's on the way. Um, but no, so I want those shoes. Um, any. You know I love me some Air Max 90s or Air Max 1s. So, oh, yes. You know, you, you find me a nice colorway that I already don't have. I appreciate those. Um, I'm, I, I am hybrid in my office and my body's changing. So, actually, mm-hmm. clothes. Yeah, um, the only thing about sense. clothes, though, I'm telling people, if you, if you want to give me fashion, I am hard to shop for. Mm-hmm. Because some people okay. think that, ooh, Josh is, I take, you know me, Brian, I take risk. And mm-hmm. some of my, you know, um, some of the things that I wear. But that doesn't mean that just because it's really abstract that I'm going to like it. <laughs> and I think <laughs> some people get that mistaken because they be like, ooh, Jess, I thought you would like this. Like, and, and don't. Um, <laughs> but more so, I'm telling people to get me gift cards. They want to get me clothing because mm-hmm. my body's changing. And I'm in the phase where I have I have to try on stuff. Like right. um, the picture, I don't know if you saw the picture, me and Ash went out Sunday to the rooftop thing. That shirt okay, I had yep. on, that was an mm-hmm. extra small. 
Oh, wow. Um, but that's just because, number one, those shirts are made to be oversized. Um, but it. also, some of Express, it came from Express, um, some mm-hmm. of their clothes run a little big in terms of like, you know, stuff like that. So it depends on where I get it from, how I mm-hmm. want it to fit. Um, right. I always know like with H&M, I need to try their pants on because uh-huh. my thighs have grown and I'm like, you know, I'm like beyond some jumping in my jeans and I don't necessarily <laughs> want to do that. <laughs> so like, so give me gift cards so I can understand, you know, I can go do the things on my own. Um, but that's pretty much it, bro. I, oh, and because I am my current job, shout out to the new people who hired me. Um, awesome. I have a whole remote desk set up, so I'm getting myself a desk. So anything that can contribute to the home office type of setup right. will be perfect as well. Um, but that's it. So I want to end it with a game. Okay. So typically we ask, you know, who are your favorite TV dads? Uh-huh. The Mount Rushmore of TV dads. Okay. I won't do that because we know who okay. that's going to be. We've said that plenty of times. <laughs> we have. Who are some of your favorite celebrities since Black History Music Month? Your favorite uh-huh. rapper R&B dads? Oh, rapper <laughs> R&B dads. Rock star, gospel artists, whoever. Black oh, music art, black music artists, fathers. Musicians to be the ones that don't be taking care of their kids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who. That be the ones. They don't be posting their kids. They be having all them, the baby mamas. Shout out to Nevadius. Nevadius. Will Bourne got Nevadius Will Bourne got nine Future got nine baby mamas. <laughs> Jesus. Um Russell Wilson. I, I'm gonna use him. Okay. Um because great he father. is a yeah, great father. He took on a child that was not his. Um uh, so Russell Wilson, you know, they consider him a cornball, but I, I like Russell Wilson. Um how many do we got to choose? Um give me three. Three. Okay, so Russell Wilson is a good dad. Uh who has kids that takes care of them? Does Deion Sanders count? I mean, sure. He counts. Yeah, he's a celebrity. I, I like Deion Sanders. I mean, I he's, like, not a, know, he's not a, neither one of them were music artists. That was a specifically acting. Oh, oh, my bad. I but, forgot about but that. But go ahead. Do your thing. No, no, no. no, no <laughs> let, me, let me go back. I forgot about the fact. Okay, he's a music artist. Um, Although his kids are interesting, I'm going to go Will Smith. Okay. Um, Because he... His method in terms of like nurturing them to be themselves, um, I, I like mm-hmm. um, musical artists. <sighs> Who has kids? <laughs> I know, I know, it's that hard. They take care of. <laughs> we'll, we'll take Russell and Dion because it's difficult. It is difficult because like, musicians are the ones that are the, the worst. Mm-hmm. We know we are, we have in church. We I mean, because I mean, because Pusha T made Drake become a good dad. <laughs> bruh <laughs> bruh like a, a rap beef made you take care of your child right so I'm gonna go with the baby cause oh. as crazy as he is oh. he loves that little girl he, he does loved, he's always he, baby. he loved yeah. that he loved that little girl mm-hmm. he take care of that baby um Nick Cannon got a lot of baby mamas but he seems <laughs> to be a lot. great father yeah he's like he the takes care of his kids Future ain't taking care of these kids. Mm-mm. Nick Cannon is active with all 20 of his baby mamas, too. Right. So, um, some ghetto twins out there, but, you know, they are. They are being taken care of. And th- oh, Diddy takes care of his kids. It, d- d- yeah. Doesn't he? I don't know how fast I want to agree with that. It seems like he, Okay, let me see. Cause the I mom feel like he buys away. the things. 
Oh yeah, so you don't think he's actually present? Like, yeah, no, I think Diddy's trying to be there because they're all grown now. I think Diddy just wants mm-hmm. to Diddy Bop with his kids. <laughs> I mean, because they both dated Lori Harvey. They both did. Like within <laughs> like a month or two. So I'm, that was a bit much. Right, we'll not throwing that. puffy combs in there. Um, Sean Carter, I think he's you know he's oh, you know yeah. he's retired. He got twins. He got blue. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like Blue Ivy runs their house anyway. Oh, and, I can see that. <laughs> and I feel like Sean is, you know, being a, a good dad to the little car. The, the, the real life proud family. Um, that was three, right? Oh, and Chance the Rapper, my son. That dude is a father. He, he does, yeah. He, he's, he seems involved in the shop. Yeah, right? he is a father. He has two children now. Yeah, right? he got two kids now. He's a father. Um, he loves his daughters. Um so yeah, yeah, yeah. Those would be some of my favorite celebrity like music artists, dads. Yay! So happy Father's Day early to yep. you, Brian. Thank you. You're happy so Father's welcome. Day to you as well. Thank you. Shout out! To, oh, shout out to my brother-in-law, um, who just had a child. Well, he didn't have one, but you know what I mean. Yeah, we he understand. Just, yeah, he just had a child within the last couple of days or so. So it's his first Father's Day. So congrats, Ross. Friend of the podcast, friend of real life, happy listeners of the podcast. Happy Father's Day. Um, and all I'm, my brothers. And all you other kids. people tell me and Brian, happy Father's Day, because you niggas are our sons. All right. You ready to get into <laughs> Black Man Self Care? That's not a real Nicki Minaj. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Nicki Minaj on Father's Day, because, you know, you've been sunning niggas. She's been sunning niggas. <laughs> She been sunning them for we we not gonna we just said that we're not gonna do that to women so we're gonna we gonna shout out her alter ego Roman, <laughs> Roman. <laughs> and she knows that's gonna be a bar that's, that's gonna, gonna be, be a bar, bar. she said it in about. like sixty percent of her songs yeah <laughs> that somewhere you you know what you call is all her sons um so anyway let's ready to go into my brother's keeper <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready let's go all right all right we are here i am my brother's keeper black man self-care we talk about all the things that we do to take care of our black selves because we are worth it and it's father's day weekend so we should deserve all the pampering that we should deserve of being great fathers all day every day and we are excited about this so josh what do you have in mind or on the schedule for this weekend to take care of your black self you know as far as that weekend since we're talking about it i am getting a full manicure pedicure i am going to the gym uh mm-hmm. every father's day i always say one of the gifts i want is peace so you know i have to ask ashley to get those kids away from me <laughs> <laughs> um so i so I'm, i plan on enjoying family for sure um mm-hmm. but one of the things i want to do i want to find a juneteenth move Oh, yes. So part of my self-care is going to be actually immersing myself in black culture. Yep. Um, and you know I'm black, like extra black all the time anyway, but oh, I yeah. want to be fully immersed. I probably watched The Color Purple again this weekend. I <laughs> probably watched a few um, documentary and biopics, like Get On Up and probably watched mm-hmm. Love Jones. Uh, I just recently watched, we got, I just recently watched Best Man again, bro. We need to find time to talk about it. We should. We should have, yeah. We need to we find time to talk about it. I've rewatched <laughs> it as an adult, and there are some things that I want to discuss. Um, so, yeah, I'm probably going to really be immersed in black culture. But outside of like doing those type of things, probably find some time to go out and be outside, be in the streets, mm-hmm. let J-Man LaFleur make an appearance. That's my <laughs> alter ego, if you didn't know. Um, <laughs> but nothing too hardcore or anything like that. Um, but definitely just, you know, want to find a Juneteenth move, but also... Getting that manicure, pedicure, treating myself, um, 
relax. I may get a massage because I'm kind of sore from working out. So I may like schedule all the things mm-hmm. and just have like a freaking spa day. Not a couple's massage. I don't want Asher there. This is my <laughs> this is my this is my time. It is my time. It's probably that weekend. It's my time. How about you, bro? Um, same thing. I'm we're trying to find a place for to do some Juneteenth things because we gotta do them. Um gotta, you know. Um since this is on a Saturday, you you gotta do something. Um and on Sunday we're actually going out of town, we're going to the beach. So mm-hmm. we will be hopefully on the beach at some point on Sunday. So we're excited about that. Well, I'm excited about that because the beach is one of my favorite places to go. Um, I'm officially going on vacation all next week. So um, Father's Day weekend is going to start off wonderfully because I will be on vacation uh, on a beach somewhere. But then on Saturday, of course, doing some Juneteenth stuff. So if you find something dope, let me know so I can try to um, be out there. If I'm a blackest t-shirt, uh, and my black. Let you know, outfit. are you gonna actually come? Uh, I, I'm gonna throw yes, you under the bus. <laughs> you wanted to go to a rooftop party. I did. And I had to find. I had to find someone for Brooklyn to go. Mm. I mean, and I just my mom had just watched her on the Friday, so I didn't want to. I'm trying to find that that balance of like you know, my mom, you know, not feel like I'm just dropping my job from my mom's house all the time. Mm-hmm. But mm. you enjoyed yourself. I give you the clearly. pass this time. Oh, I had a great time. <laughs> What? Let's talk about that offline. <laughs> it was a good time. All right, brother. Um, did Rodney Jenkins send us something, or did he drop off something um, in the mailbox? We did get something. Let's 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 check. Let me make sure. Um, Rodney did give us something. Um, it's not long, but uh, we'll get into it. All right, let's get into it. All right, good people, we are here at the P.O. Box, and you know what it is, which is where we get your letters, your questions, your concerns, your comments. As always, you can write in to askthejigsaw at gmail.com. I have to enunciate that so you blacks can know how to spell it. It is ask, <laughs> A-S-K, thejigsaw at gmail.com. Brian, I will um, protect your identity, give you a little fake name, a pseudonym, uh, reach and possibly read your letter out loud to be featured on the show. Brian. Who do we have yes. and what do they want? All right. We do have um, the pronouns of the things. We have um, he, him are the pronouns. And since Father's Day is coming up, we got to give a good, strong, fatherly, yeah, black father name. Got you. Um, here we go. Um, Cleofish Joe Cherry. Cleophis Joe Cherry. Are there like a, a mixture of names that you put together? Mm, or just the Cherry, because I had a teacher named Miss Cherry, so I know that's a good last yeah. name. So Cleophis <laughs> Cherry. Okay, Cleophis Cherry. Cleophis <laughs> Cherry. All right, so Cleophis Cherry writes, my brother's from another mother. Love you, boys, and what you bring to the podcast world. We're going to manifest one of these basketball-level contract deals for y'all show because you – Two niggas deserve. I am sure that spoke to my do. spirit. We Let's manifest the thing. We need we need a good a good basketball level contract, but yeah. not the mid level exception. We need the. Did you, wait, Sino, did you see that white woman who got just got a six million dollar contract with Spotify of a podcast? Mm. No, I didn't know that. Yes, yeah, sixty mil. What white woman was that? I send you the link. Go ahead though. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we need that kind of deal. <laughs> we do, so I can quit my job. <laughs> Yeah, I like what I do, but I would, I would quit, quit for in a sixty million dollars. Yes, and and just talk, <laughs> and just talk for thirty minutes. For, no, no, talk for two hours. I'll do that. 
Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> n- now to my questions. Long story short, my girl is tripping. Oh, God. This woman has brought a dog and... I did this. This woman has <laughs> brought a dog and did not tell me. I come home and it's a little poodle running around my house. We just moved in together and this was nothing we ever discussed that we wanted for our home. Okay. Like she low-key doesn't even like dogs, so I don't even know <laughs> where this is coming <laughs> from. This little thing is pissing and crapping all over the place and I hate it. I want the oh, I want to open the door and let this mutt run away, <laughs> never to return. But in all seriousness, how do you handle this with her? I really do not want this thing in my home. Appreciate you guys. Love the show. Cleophus Cherry. Brian, I'll let you have it. You cause you 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 went in there and self and told on yourself. So Yeah, I kind of <laughs> I, I didn't do it to this extent. Um <laughs> I wanted a dog. Um, I really wanted a dog bad. I bought a dog. Um, and I told my wife, like, right before I was about to get it, that I was going to get it. And um, she didn't want a dog at all. But I think it was the thing. Our situation was we lived in a townhouse. I said, I wanted a dog. Our townhouse is too small. Okay. She said, when we get to a bigger house, you can do it. I said, bet. So we get to that bigger house. You know, she's like, this. And she kept pushing the goal line. So I said, no, I'm just going to get it anyway. So I got it anyway. She doesn't like the dog. It's a great dog, but she doesn't like it. Me and my daughter like it, but whatever. Um, so I guess in this case, it's weird because you said that she doesn't like dogs to begin mm-hmm. with, so which is weird that she bought it. So to me, it's like, well, why would she buy the dog if she doesn't like it? Um, and I guess y'all never have the conversation of the fact that she even liked dogs, where at least in my situation, I've said like, hey, I want a dog, I want a dog, I want a dog, I want a dog. Um, so I don't even know what to do in this case because it's – I, I understand your frustration with the fact that you're not wanting a dog in the house because dogs do take a lot of work. They do pee and they do poop everywhere, especially if you do not, you know, they're not house trained. So I understand that. I understand your frustration with one of the dogs just to go away and never come back. Um, I guess you got to have the conversation and and uh, put some things in place as far as what the goal is for the dog. Are you putting it in training? Are you going to get a pot? Like, what is your responsibility with the dog? What is her responsibility with the dog? All those things to make sure that it doesn't come between you and your happy home. I even told my wife, I said, hey, if it's going to come down to where the fact that you're just like extremely upset and you say like, Brian, go get rid of the dog. I would get rid of the dog because I want to make sure I maintain, you know, happiness in my home. She hasn't gotten there yet. But, uh, if, you know, if it's that serious and the relationship is that important, you know, I would have the conversation. But I really don't want a dog. Like, can you give it to somebody else or figure out what y'all going to do to take care of the dog effectively and not ruin what y'all got? Josh? Um, I don't have anything other than the fact that uh, I can kind of understand why she got a dog that I liked one because Ash has been trying to convince me to get a dog and she's like afraid of dogs. Wow. So this sounds like Asha, especially because she wants like one of those little Yorkies or poodle things. Mm-hmm. And I'm not afraid of dogs. I just don't do animals. So, mm-hmm. Peter, y'all can come get me if you want to. I don't like animals. <laughs> um, oh, side note, I went back downtown again, Brian. I saw those demonic pigeons flapping around. Oh. Everywhere. oh, you know, I'm definitely terrified of those things. Um, oh, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I would just have a real conversation, just sit her down and be like, where did this even come from? Just kind of get, just kind of figure out to understand it. It could have been a quarantine thing. Yeah. You know, it could have been, you know, I don't know. But figure it out. Like, don't let, don't open the door and let the dog go away. No, not at all. But definitely have a real conversation. Because if you really don't want it, you do not want to disrupt your home or possibly break up over mm-hmm. a dog. 
Yeah, um, a dog not that important. Yeah, so have the conversation, figure it out. Um, and she does need to. I feel like she owes you some type of explanation though for bringing it to your mm-hmm. home without telling you and it's just kind of being there. You show up and it's there and all that different kind of stuff. But the best I can tell you, brother, is just talk to her um, and try to remain calm. And if it doesn't help, get you immediate. Couples counseling is a thing. It is. Yeah. So, like, go ahead, put that on the books, bro. And, you know, talk through it and make sure that you're being heard and understood. And uh, But don't harm the dog. Like I don't like animals, but I don't advocate for the harm of them. So right. <laughs> um, that's it. That's all I got. All right. Well, uh, Cleophas, um, thank you for writing us. We do appreciate you and all that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, greater conversation time. We're ready. Got I got some white people to drag. Yeah. We do. Let me talk. Let me talk. All right. We are here at a greater conversation where Josh and I, we get some things off of our chests that have happened in recent history. So Josh, the folks have been doing all the weird things and white has been whiting and nicks have been nigging. So um, who, who do you want to give this greater conversation to? Lawmakers okay. who made Juneteenth the holiday. You would think black folk would be excited. Right. But if if this is what I asked for versus this is what I got was a person, exactly. it's the government. Right. We ain't act like we want, like, granted. Having Juneteenth as a holiday is 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 cool. It's a great step, right? But that ain't what we asked for. Not at all. We we've been asking for we've been first of all we've been asking for student loan debt cancellation. So y'all know why Joe Biden Have. doing it. But Have. in terms of equity and social, that is a social justice issue. Let me take that back because it mostly affects black and brown communities the more the most. Right. Um, but anyway. <laughs> Hey, don't give me on my soapbox about the inequities that is built into every fiber of this stupid system that oh, is yeah. called America. Um, but we've been asking for police reform. We've mm-hmm. been asking for equity in terms of housing. We've been mm-hmm. asking for access and resources to other um, programs to help small businesses and to help entrepreneurs and to help mm-hmm. um, people get access to jobs and training and education, all of the things. And what right. you came back with was Juneteenth as a holiday. So right. now white folk get to be off on the same day. They get the benefit from my suffering of being off. It was you didn't give me any of the things that I asked right. for. In addition, Brian, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tag you in real quick. In addition, mm-hmm. all these states have been banning critical race theory, uh-huh. which specifically talks through the ways in which at a certain point, why Juneteenth is even important, mm-hmm. but then you make Juneteenth a holiday. So how do we at one point celebrate something that we cannot adequately articulate and teach about? Go. Because it's on you now. And and that's the that's the point. It's <laughs> the fact of like, we, we, oh, I guess that's the point. We're off on Juneteenth, so we're going to talk about it. Like, it's just, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? But the, here goes the thing. They're going to talk about before 4th of July. Well, they're not in summer. They're in school during the 4th of July. But all the other holidays that are Americanized, President's Day and all that kind of stuff, they're going to have, you know, they they presentations and their workshops and all the things regarding it. But, you know, we can't talk about the reason why Juneteenth is really a day, while why niggas was free and they wasn't told that they was free. So they was literally working for free when they should have been free a long time ago. Um, that can't be taught. 
um, the fake idea of states' rights and succession and Emancipation Proclamation and the reason why Willie was and the reason why Lincoln was really a racist and they try to pin him as like this great human being. You know, so, like all those things that come around are, are due to Juneteenth. Again, like there's nothing in them that we care about. Like I, I, I don't, I don't work on Juneteenth anyway. Just to let y'all know, you know, just to let you know. Like one, one, it's a holiday that you know if it falls on the weekend, that's fine, whatever. But the last couple of Juneteenths, even though I was working, I didn't work. So like that was the day I was taking off anyway. Right. And Juneteenth to me was a day that I got my reparations. Like I took the day off and still got paid for it. Like that was that was my rep, rep, uh, reparations for that day because our black folks um, during Juneteenth uh, they were working and weren't getting paid for it. So I decided to not work and still get paid for it. That was the way I got my reparations. Mm-hmm. But speaking of reparations, there's a thing that we really want. We want some things reparations. We want, um, like you said, student loan debt cancellation because black and brown folks are mainly the people who have the most student loan debt, um, you know, and things of that nature. So. Again, this is not what we want. This is this is just like politicians and white folks always, you know. Um, we 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 want this, but they say, "Oh, we give you that," and it's like, "No, we did not want this. We did not want that." And granted, I'm excited about you know our holidays and things that we care about being celebrated. But again, like we, it's not just us getting off; it's everyone else is getting off day because of us. And what's going to happen on June two? Like, what are y'all going to do? Right. What are y'all going to do? The reparation should be y'all need to go to work. It's re, it's reverse reparations. Go to work. Yeah, y'all y'all should go to work but and all then the black learn about stay, what about the black folks stay home. Yeah, and then y'all go to work and learn about why Juneteenth is a thing. Because we know about Twelfth of July, we, we know do. about Memorial Day, we know about President's Day, we know about this fake stupid holiday of Christopher Columbus Day. That nigga yeah. didn't discover anything. Nothing. Not a thing. He's a liar and a murderer. Yeah, and a rapist. And a rapist. Um, a Who racist. Yeah, all of the things. Um, so yeah, I I just it's one of those you know, it's one of those give, give y'all something just to give y'all something that ain't really what we want. It ain't what we want, and it doesn't. And that's the thing, you're not making us happy. Like no. it's not, we're not excited. Like black folk gonna take the day off work. Trust me, when we get another holiday, we gonna. Because because from New Year's to Memorial Day is a long stretch for a lot of us to not oh, yeah. have no like official day off mm-hmm. unless you work for an organization that recognizes like a Good Friday or right. President's Day or something like that. But for the most part, most people, they go after the New Year, they ain't off again until Memorial Day. And then mm-hmm. so to have Memorial Day, Juneteenth and 4th of July back to back. It's dope summer breaks. We're not going to complain mm-hmm. per se about having a day off, but it's just not what we wanted. No. Juneteenth should have been a national holiday anyway. Yeah. That's your start there. Y'all, and that's the yeah. when going back to the conversation we talk about where men sometimes get, I'm not gonna celebrate you for doing the bare minimum. That's where this conversation comes in. Not about yeah. to celebrate you for doing the bare minimum. It should have no. been a holiday in the first place. Yeah. Period. We should be off anyway. Um mm-hmm. But that's not what we want. I would have much rather to see some kind of education reform. I would have much rather to yep. see Joe Biden actively pushing back on these states that are banning critical race theory. I mm-hmm. would have I would have been um, more excited to see like some kind of overarching vote, new voting rights act that prevents stuff that's happening like in Georgia and Texas and Florida. Yep. Uh, I would have much rather seen like the cancellation of student debt, student even if it was start off at the minimum of the ten thousand. That's the kind of stuff that I want to see. I want to see the expansion of 
unemployment benefits and mm-hmm. enforcing states to not opt out of giving the additional stuff because they're talking about people are being lazy. No, people shouldn't have to choose between whether they make more unemployment than they actually do in an actual job. That's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. like, I'm not choosing this because I'm lazy. I'm choosing this because I can sit at home and do nothing versus going to McDonald's and watch lit. I bro, I saw it. I passed by McDonald's, said they were hiring, and the sign said, we start at $10 an hour. Oh, I saw that, and I was disgusted. And I'm I like- I was disgusted. Like, y'all were celebrating. I think, no, I was at Wendy's, and they said, we start we start at 10. No, it said up to $10.50 an hour. Yeah, and I'm up like- to- Yeah, and that's people like, people are making that, but you tell me I could have been at home possibly making $900 a week to do nothing? Yes, I'm going to choose unemployment. That's not laziness. Yeah, that's, not, that's, not flipping burgers that's wisdom. No. No. You know what I'm saying? For 15 hours just to make probably $700 in two weeks- right. Right. Um, but anyway, like those are the kind of things we want to see an increase in federal minimum wage to be at least yeah. $15. Now, these are the kind of things that we're asking for. These mm-hmm. We want to see real police reform. We want to see mm-hmm. more people arrest. We want to see like former officer um, Chauvin have no opportunity for, to, for a retrial or reconsider his sentencing. Those are the kind of things we want to see. We want to see um, white cops being like um, held accountable at Every at every moment for the stuff yep. that they do against black and brown people. That's what we want to see. Now give us Juneteenth. We don't want to see Nancy Pelosi kneeling in another dang on Kenty Cloth thing. Uh, we, we, we don't, don't want any we of don't. that. We don't want any other any other skepticals, uh, spectacles. We don't want any other performance stuff. We want real change. We mm-hmm. want to see it soon. And while we're going to take this little off day, you could have kept it if you would have given us the other stuff in exchange. Right. Allow me to have dual citizenship with any African nation. Yeah, allow allow free airfare to to go back and forth between any United States and every African nation. Yeah. Every black person. That's something I would like. Yeah. Give me give me something like that. Free free airfare and dual citizenship because when y'all acting a monkey here, I can go to another country. Yeah, in, in on the in the motherland, um, and I can choose any country I want in the motherland and have dual citizenship because when y'all acting a, a fool here, I can go there and and live my life. Um. I because I guarantee we would do it. I would if, give me free airfare to, to the motherland, any any nation, any country. I mean, in in on the on the uh, continent, I'm gone. Social reform, all there's so many other. Th- I'm, I used to say there's so many things you could have done. So many. Then give us this holiday. And again, and, and think about this: if if you're considering the fact of like you, uh, a lot of black and brown people are underemployed, even with college degrees, they are working at places that probably you know they may end up in retail. If it's a federal holiday, they niggas still are still going gonna be working work. anyway. Yep. They're still going to work. So all of these blue collar folks yeah. who, you know. Macy's, who, Macy's you know. closed on Christmas and Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so who is Juneteenth really helping out? Like it being a federal holiday, who is it really helping out? The bank is going to be closed now. So I can't even go cash my <laughs> nagger. I go to the store, cash my check. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's, it's, it helps you and I, Josh. But like a, a, a great... A lot of people, it doesn't really. It doesn't like, help. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't help. help. It doesn't move any needle. It doesn't mm-hmm. push us more toward progress. It does not. Right. And you and, and you and that's the other thing. And you banned the opportunity for it for us to have adequate education around why Juneteenth is a thing. I think the governor in Florida, Brian, said this. It it has no place in our American education system because it teaches that our system is broken and that our systems are something. It's like our systems are broken. broken. Our country is raggedy. Yeah. So it's teaching well, the truth. 
Yeah. Well, again, then again, maybe the systems aren't the systems aren't broken. It's 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 made specifically to oppress blacks. Oh, so those black systems, people specifically, those systems need to be obliterated, oh, and we does. need it needs to be dismantled. It needs to be dismantled uh, and rebuilt. And every white back. person is a bad isn't a bad person, but whiteness is what needs to be dismantled. And if you don't understand the difference, then that's what critical race theory helps you think through. Mm-hmm. So. That's all I got, bro. I ain't got the engine to um, keep going. Oh, yeah. And shout out to the mom who's uh, suing the the gummy company for uh, yeah. for their child eating it because they said the package looks like children's candy. Mother. You left, it's your fault. You left a gummy out for a child to get. Yeah. It ain't the, it ain't the packaging. It's you. Yeah. Like, some things, like, I, if I had gummies in this house, I would probably put them somewhere that I know. Because the package looks like candy. I will put it somewhere that I know Brooklyn couldn't get to it. It's you. It's just you. And he, yeah. It's just but who you. are me? Who are we? Who? Oh, and shout out to, I said this on Facebook, shout out to all people who do lives in their cars, but they, um, all of their check engine lights and stuff is on. We don't understand anything you're saying. We're distracted by all of your, uh, all of your lights. Go put some air in your tire and then come back and talk to us because we don't. Yeah. Well, since you're on that, just like the people who, who's, you on the whole Zoom and you're just, Fire the thing is just beeping. <laughs> fire detectors beeping. Like just it's, it's a dollar. Change the battery. It's a dollar. Change the battery. <laughs> Change the battery. Or you on a Zoom and you in there cooking. Man, just press mute. Please. Just press mute. We don't want to hear them pots rattling. We don't. Just press mute. And turn your camera off. We don't want to see you. Why no, we you don't want to see none of those things. No, right. But anyway, that wraps up another episode of Jigsaw Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Great episode. Um, great episode. Um, as always, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Hope you've been having fun with us, Brian, and I have been having an amazing time doing these we verses have. and, you know, letting you... I mean, I think music can tell a lot about a person. It so can. I think you've probably learned a little bit more about us and how we think and how we vibe and things like that. And we got one more to hit you with. Um, oh, next yeah. week it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a good one. Oh, it's gonna be good. This one for our church babies. It's gonna be good. <laughs> um, so y'all be prepared for that. Um, but again, thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all. Love y'all for supporting us. Uh, Brian, let them know how they can keep pushing us. Uh, follow us on all the things: Facebook, Instagram, the Jigsaw Podcast. I am Brian here. I am Josh Rogers. Um, website is great. Uh, five stars and nothing on our. Um, What's the thing called? Five star ratings. Um, leave a comment. Um, let people know about the podcast if you like it. Share, yeah. it, do all the things. Gas us up. Let us know how amazing we are. It's Father's Day. Send us money. Um, cash app Brian here. What's your cash app, Josh? JJR eighty nine. Okay, yeah. Cash app eighty nine. Yes, I am Brian here. Cash app. So do all those things. Give us, send us things. We love gifts. We love merch. Um, we love all the stuff. So. We thank you for your support, and uh, before we head off, Joshua, can you please let the people know what they need to do? Yeah, so make sure that you are changing the batteries in your um, your fire alarm thing. Make sure mm-hmm. that you got adequate tire pressure in your car, that your gas tank is not on E, uh, contrary to what Boost is saying and wipe me down. Um, <laughs> but you know why that's important? Because that is all a part of not being caught. Having your work undone. And that's how I'm going to leave it tonight. See y'all next week. Love y'all. Love y'all.